0: Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the 2023 edition of the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I am your host, Katie, and I am joined by my amazing husband, Otis. Hello. And we will be reviewing a Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Episode 9, Teacher's Pet, (laughs) A Dog for All Seasons.
1: So, once again... It it is very important to me. It, it it was put onto my shoulders to find a Christmas episode of a show, and as we were going through Disney Plus, we actually saw one of my favorite shows when I was a wee one back in the two thousand and twos. I want to say, oh, it finished its run on Toon Disney in two thousand and two, but. It was broadcast on ABC from 2000 to 2002. So this was perfect. This was a little before high school, going into high school. But that is a show called Teacher's Pet. Now, for the initiated, this story, this show, is about a 9-year-old boy and his dog who dresses up like another boy and they go to school. Uh, In this world, I guess animals can choose to talk to people and they can understand it if they want to uh, so the boy his name is Leonard he can hear his bird and his cat talk also but his best friend Spot or Scott Ledready the second he got his name because he saw a pencil uh, someone asked him what's your name son he's like Spot he says Spot and they're like oh Scott okay and he's like what's your last name he's like uh, ready number two pencil And so that's where he got his special name. So every episode is about Leonard and his best friend Spot or Scott dealing with school. And there's, you know, so many situations with a dog that wants to be a boy (laughs) that entails into that. Scott instantly in school is like the most popular kid because he doesn't give a fuck. And he's just doing crazy stuff, you know. So it's that whole situation of it happens in a lot of Disney movies. Where there'll be like an alien or something from another planet or something like that. And they'll go to school and they're like, wow, that that new kid's weird. It's cool weird. He's the coolest kid ever. And I'm like, what the fuck? I've been at the school for forever and you guys think I'm a nerd. Because like, you are a nerd. <laughs> but your new friend is awesome. Mm-hmm. I guess you can come to the party too. I'm like, god damn it. So that happens a lot in this story. But I absolutely adore this cartoon if you should really check out teacher's pet if you haven't it was created by gary baseman now i've seen this animation before and gary baseman created well the art for cranium the board game now cranium is like like a pumped up life right mm, i'm no, trying it's to like, remember it's, it's trivia okay it's, okay
0: it's like education based each one of the The board is split into four colors, if I'm remembering right. And each of the four colors has like a deck of cards. And each of the decks or each of the colors represent a different like subject of stuff that you're supposed to know. It was similar to like Trivial Pursuit, but not as hard. Uh, And it was meant for um, kids or families. I know there's a bunch of different versions of it. Uh, I know one of them had like a building Option. Oh, cool! Like so, one of the sections was like, you know, like animals or clay. It was like arts and crafts or some shit like that, and you had to build. Like everyone got a little mound of clay, and you had to build like oh, pig. First person to make a pig wins this round or whatever it was. But it was a lot of like, uh, kind of trivia, more trivia based. Okay. Like, what do you know? Yeah.
1: So, he. I think we we figured out that he was making the the art for the cranium and then teacher's pet and then doing other things all around the same time. And just, I don't know. I enjoy the animation of this show. And during the credits of the show, when it shows a title screen, so, you know, what, a dog for all seasons? Mm -hmm. It showed Spot in different outfits and it was all different holidays so he had like a Kwanzaa outfit on and it was like Hanukkah and then Christmas and I thought it was cool and they just got you know Gary Baseman to just draw these up real fast and I thought that was absolutely awesome so the other really cool thing about this show is the vocal the, the, cast. Vo- the vocal cast and it's absurdly good so yeah. Scott ready is Nathan Lane if you don't know Nathan Lane you that's know Nathan Lane crazy and Nathan Lane's been in a lot of movies. He was in The Producers and he's well they're both bad, but he's the word he's the more bad person yeah. that's trying to make a Max musical Bialystok. Yeah, trying to make a musical about Hitler. He's the bad one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's also the voice of Timon from The Lion King. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: He is infamous on Broadway. He has done so many plays. He is Gomez Adams in The Adams Family musical. He is in uh, Only Murders in the Building. He's yes. on, the one of the eccentric neighbors. Nathan Lane has done a billion things. He was in um, The Birdcage yes. with uh, Robin Williams.
1: Yeah, Really in, good stuff.
0: He's incredible.
1: So he is the lead or shares the lead spot. Now Leonard Helperman, it's Sean Fleming. He has done other things being connected to Disney, but nothing <laughs> big when he got older, he actually joined a band or created a band. Now, the mom, Mary Lou, is Deborah Joe Rupp. Now, that name sounds a little special, but she is the mom from that 70s show. Kitty and she, Foreman. And she does the same laugh, the ha, 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 And it just, <laughs> she sounds like a mom. She's I got that love, mom voice.
0: I love fucking Kitty. It's she awesome. <sighs> I don't want to watch... The- through That 70s Show again because of that dude. But I would watch it just for her. Just to watch all the parts with Kitty. Like, I just need a Kitty supercut. Yeah. A Kitty and Red supercut of freaking oh, That man. 70s Show. It's like show. every
1: episode they had at least two minutes of them. Yeah. So The, one of the animals in the house, uh, he is the big old orange cat. His name is Mr. Jolly. Is David Ogden Steers. So I had to think about why I knew that name. He was in mash and he was one of the grumpy people oh, okay. in mash and he's done tons of things
0: yeah i recognized his name but i couldn't remember i couldn't figure out why
1: yeah and in preboy boy is the green canary that lives in the house and it's jerry stiller uh you have heard this voice before he just got a grumpy loud voice he's mr potato head from the toy story movies right mm-hmm. am i am i doing it right i think that's his voice
0: yeah, that's his voice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, principal Ben Stiller's Sp- dad. Yeah, Principal Strickler, as Wallace Shawn. I know him from the Princess Bride.
0: Inconceivable. Yeah,
1: he's that dude that drinks a lot of poison and dies.
0: He was also in Clueless. He was the principal. Oh shit! Who, who yeah. ends up marrying the teacher? Her teacher. Holy shit!
1: <laughs> <laughs> now there's tons of typical voice actors that pop up in this show. Cree Summer. Is always doing voiceovers and stuff. She's
0: every black character in every show you watched in the 90s.
1: Absolutely awesome. 100%. Mae Whitman. One voice that... We've seen in a couple of animated things. She's in Scott Pilgrim's... It's not Precious Little Life. That's the comic. The real name of the comic.
0: She's in the show. The Scott Pilgrim show. Takes off. The Scott Pilgrim movie. She's she's also in uh, Avatar. She's the voice of Katara. And... She's also in Parenthood.
1: Yes, and then uh, one of the weird kids in school, you the class weirdo. You can't have a show without one of the people from fucking Animaniacs. In it's it. impossible. So Rob Paulson is the voice in the show. But like I said, you have to have somebody from Animaniacs because there's so many solid voice actor people.
0: Cree Summer jumped into anime, like was in and out of Animaniacs oh, yeah. for sure. But Rob Paulson, the voice of yakko warner
1: he's done so many things
0: fucking pinky from pinky in the brain yeah and he was donnie for like years and years and years uh from the ninja turtles i love robert paulson so much
1: (laughs) so uh fun fact there was a movie that came out and because the whole thing about the show is scott wants to be a boy he wants to be a fucking boy he's a dog um uh, a quick spoiler to the it's a good movie but um He gets to be a boy. Uh, He finds a weird scientist that has a machine that can do that. And go figure, he turns into a grown-ass man because he's a dog in dog years. And he's like, oh, fuck, I wanted to be a boy, not a... And he's, like, balding and fat. And he's like, oh, this ain't fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, at the end, he enjoys being a a dog because he can be with with his... best friend and then he can just grow up with him during school they get to high school he'll just be tiny and it doesn't matter he'll still be awesome so yeah this is a very fun show please give it a shot so the 11th episode of the first season a dog of all seasons so the crux of this for the initiated like i always say spot is trying to figure out if dogs have holiday traditions and Leonard's mom, Mrs. Helperman, she's also the teacher. She is trying to write up a new play, holiday school play, because go figure, the longer you be, you're a teacher, the more ho-
0: diverse your classes. Yes.
1: And so she is trying to make it as diverse and easy for everybody. And there are a lot of people that are fighting against that, just like the principal. He, he likes how things are the Christmas play, you know? <laughs> so, um, oh, I didn't even ask. But, Katie, what did you think about Teacher's Pet in this I,
0: episode? I did not watch the show Teacher's Pet ever as a kid. Uh, I maybe saw, like, the intro and then left because I just wasn't interested in this show. Um, and this was the very first full episode of this show I've ever seen. Um, and it was really good. I think the uh, the way that they showed the anxiety of the teacher trying to deal with this situation that she was put in was incredible yeah uh like honestly i didn't care so much about what the dog was going through even though he's the main character yeah it, i cared about what the his, teacher his was, side going story through. was
1: like the weakest part
0: yeah i cared about what the teacher was going through um but it was good i liked it i don't know if i liked it enough to watch more of it again because i was mostly watching the teacher side of it and not the dog side of this story but the cast of this show of this yeah of this show might be worth like watching through this show
1: alone like just the voices it's really good like and I didn't realize that as a as a kid all of these people and there's tons of guest stars and stuff I just saw one name episode 8 we have Bernadette Peters pop up Mm -hmm. and she's just you know just a voice of uh, a poodle And then Brad Garrett from it's all uh, not um, everyone. Everybody loves loves Raymond and Fred Willard. He pops up in so many different. He's in everything.
0: He's the president of uh, By and Large from Wally. Yeah. (laughs) And then there was uh, oh Clancy Brown is in it. Patrick Warburton, Brad Renfro.
1: There's so many different like famous people. Yeah, Tress
0: McNeil, John Mahoney. Yeah, Yeah, a ton of people.
1: Absolutely, give this. like this this show a shot it's it's not that many
0: episodes i was looking at the episode list earlier and it's not not that bad i could probably Uh, we could probably
1: watch it pretty quick two seasons it's only two seasons
0: but the first season was only 13 episodes and the second season was only 26 so 39 20 minute episodes and a movie
1: yeah it's fun i like i said give it a shot so we'll get through the story really 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 quick because it's very short. It, there's two different side stories to it, and that's kind of mm-hmm. it. So we meet up with, I want to call them Spot So Bad, Scott and Leonard at school. And so they realize that they are getting ready for Christmas. And so that only means one thing happens. They have to work out their parts for A Christmassy Christmas in Town. That is the play they do every year. The principal is his favorite thing, and he's like, nope, we're doing this play but then the mom, uh, Mary Lou, Mrs. Helperman, she realizes that the class is not just everyone that celebrates Christmas. There's tons more holidays like Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and the Tibetan festival of yak butter sculptures. Sculptures. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that Tibetan one is real, but I probably, probably not. something to that. They probably do the yak. Butter sculpture. I'm gonna look it up.
0: I feel like if this was just absurd enough that they were like, it's not real, but we're gonna make it we're gonna
1: add it to this show. So the mom she takes it upon herself to make a new play. And now the principal he tells her that, like, well, no one wants anything new. And it's like, well, it just it would be nice to be very inclusive, Mr. Strickler. And so the principal tells her okay, well, you can try something new, but just know, if it doesn't work, you'll be the one that ruined Christmas, you know that, right, and she's like, haha, oh, shit, and the pressure starts coming down on her, so she gets home, and she is trying her best to write this musical, now, certain people, they work on things in different ways, When I want to be creative, it kind of just has to hit me. Now, sometimes I'll play music. Actually, that's my main way of being creative. I'll turn music on or I'll turn a movie on or play some games for a little bit. Some people just have to just stay busy. Some people can sit quietly and just come up with a whole fucking symphony. I wish I could do that, but I have to kind of move. Now, Mrs. Helperman, she just put so many other things in front of her writing this musical. And what I mean is, she's decorating a house for Christmas. She's putting up the lights. She's running around doing everything else except write this musical. And Leonard's like, Mom, uh, you should probably start on that musical, right? Like, do you need an idea? And she's like, no, I got this, I got this. And little by little, she starts to break down her eyes get red that she's been up all night and she's drinking coffee because she
0: she's baselining coffee yeah (laughs) it's getting
1: rough because she can't come up with an original idea so she's like oh what about if uh, one person sees these ghosts and these ghosts teach them the meaning of all of the holidays and like like it's been done you know It's it's like a christmas carol like shit well what about a horse or what about this and all these themes have already been done So, while this is happening, we see that Scott slash Spot, because he's at home, he's in the dog now, he sneaks off because he needs to figure out what dogs celebrate, because he understands what people celebrate. There's, There's a whole chalkboard full of different things, so he's like, well, what do dogs do? And Leonard tells him, like, I don't know, man, you're a dog. Like, you just celebrate with us. And he's like, yeah, but that's your thing what, what do we have, and he's like, I, I don't know, do, you're a dog, I <laughs> Leonard's like, bro, you're a dog, I don't know what you're supposed to, you know, get from this, you're the smartest dog I know, so Scott scoots off into the night, and he goes to look for what dogs celebrate, now he goes up to a couple of different dogs, and he asks them like, well, what, what are our holiday traditions, and they tell him, like, oh, we drink the water out of the Christmas tree, that's kind of what I do, and then I just rip up stuff, and it's like, no, it's gotta be something else. There's gotta be something that we all celebrate. And he heads to a library and yells at the librarian and gets kicked out. And then he meets a old, old dog, and the dog had socks on because it's cold outside. And the dog's name was Tim Tim Tim. And I don't know what the f- hell that's supposed to mean, or if that was something special, or I don't know. But the dog's name was Tim Tim Tim. And Tim 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 kind of shows him uh, the past and his present and just what he's supposed, to, what he has learned in his life, and Tim 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 shows him a young spot and him being with his family with Leonard and the mom Mary Lou, and him just running around ripping stuff up and drinking that water from the tree, and so Scott realizes that you know. Him being with his family, being in love with them, and just, that that's what his tradition is. Like, his family, that that's the tradition. It took him a long time to get there because, you know, he loves them. So, he heads home, happy that he has something to lean on. Like, he's like, my family, that's my important thing, you know? Because Nathan Lane is very emotional, so it just works out perfectly with the voice. As he gets home, he sees that Leonard is asleep and Mary is asleep, and the typewriter is empty and so leonard and scott come together and they work out a song now it i was wondering how two kids a dog that kind of is pretty smart and a kid that's pretty he's kind of smart i was like they can't make a musical in one night that's crazy they can make a song and i was like that's reasonable so they come up with a song that entails every holiday and gives, you know, all the kids, like, a little moment to sing and say something about their their holiday and stuff. And it comes out pretty pretty good. Everyone enjoyed it. Because it's like, hey, hey, cool, my kid, you know, had a moment. And they did their song. And then the principal's like, I guess that was cool. And he's kind of sad at the end. And then Santa Claus tells everybody to start to twist. And they start dancing on stage. And the principal's like, this is the best musical ever because
0: the christmas twist was his favorite part of the other christmas show uh, christmasy show at christmas
1: that's all he wanted he just wanted to see santa claus twist and he's like i got it and that's honestly the end of the episode it was pretty quick it's just you know people learned some stuff and people worked out things uh okay. so what do you got katie
0: okay so i researched the uh tibetan festival of yak butter sculptures and it is a real thing but the reason it sounds fake is because the name is different. So they, okay. they changed the name for the show to make it sound ridiculous, which I think is fucked up If for any people that are Tibetan who, like, actually celebrate this and have to listen to this weird, like, fake-ass-sounding holiday that is their actual celebration. So the actual holiday is called the Butter Lantern Festival, And it happens around the Tibetan New Year. And it is basically a giant festival where all the monks in the Tibetan region get together. And they show off their yak butter sculpture exhibitions, which are really fucking cool looking. They're all like dyed with all these different colored um, like food dyes and stuff. And they're intricate as hell.
1: That's cool. Um,
0: And then there's also a big puppet show that the monks put on and a Buddha dance uh that all of the monks perform together and it's this really beautiful festival that just like i don't know disney for this episode decided to change the name of it into something that seems fake like they at they made it really long and made you know made sure to point out the yak butter in the title so that you would think that it's fake and obnoxious when it's really just the butter lantern festival
1: I, i think it's just like it just sounds funny Yeah, I know, and they gave it to the weirdest kid. Like, I don't know. (sighs) Meh. I get it. They didn't need to do that. So, Katie, uh, who's your favorite character or your favorite thing about Teacher's Pet?
0: Uh, Mary Lou Helperman, the teacher. She was absolutely my favorite character in this. Again, I love Kitty Foreman from That 70s Show. And the teacher, this episode starts, the very beginning of this episode, comes in and the kids are practicing this song for... Uh, a Christmassy Christmas in Christmas Town, And she is playing the piano and because of the way that this animation is done, her fucking hands are just like spaghetti noodles on the keys. And it is so fucking funny to me. And then her progression into crazy town as she's trying to like... Avoid doing the work. Like, she's finding all these little things that need to be done around the house, because I do that sometimes when I'm procrastinating. And then once she has procrastinated way too much, and she's struggling to get to her thing, her freakouts and her, like, coffee consumption, like, I've seen friends do that shit. Like, it's totally relatable. I have been there where you're just like, fuck, it's 4am and this paper is due in an hour and I only have a page written. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I gotta fucking do some work. I've been there, and I feel that. Uh, she was great. What about you, Otis?
1: So usually in Teacher's Pet episodes, Scott usually has the best plot or story that's going on. And it's usually him and Leonard fighting each other, and then they realize they love each other. You know, that kind of thing. Just like a lot of episodes of, um uh, uh, oh, what's that show called? The Goldbergs. You know, there's always some moment where someone gets their feelings hurt, and then they're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it all comes together in the end. So, but this episode, I went with Leonard. Usually he's the straight man to Scott's craziness. And in this episode, he was still the straight man. He was the one that stayed the calmest. Scott was yelling about traditions. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to figure out, he's like, I, I'm acting like a human, but I'm a dog. So what the fuck is my tradition? You know, he's trying to figure that out. And then Mary Lou Helperman is freaking out because she has to write a musical in, I don't know, six hours, eight hours, because he's got to sleep. And so Leonard was trying to help his mom out, staying as calm as he could. And then when Scott was trying to work out his stuff, and he's like, he's trying to stay as calm as he could. And I thought that was really cool that someone just kept their head on straight while they were dealing with all this mess, because both Scott and Mary were just losing their shit. So I, I loved how Leonard just was... This little eight, nine-year-old kid just doing his best for his weird dog that likes to be a person and his mom that just put way too much stuff on her back. <laughs> so Katie, who was your least favorite character or your least favorite thing about Teacher's Pet? Principal Strickler. Yeah. Uh,
0: He was gross about the like inclusion oh. aspect of the whole show, Um, which is another reason I really like the teacher because she was very open to... Uh, changing the, you know, 30-some-odd year tradition into being inclusive and adding everybody else, which is kind of revolutionary for the year 2000. Um, But the, the principal was a fucking asshole. Like, not everybody celebrates Christmas, and that's okay. That doesn't mean you get to force everybody to celebrate Christmas or force all these kids to perform a Christmas song or a Christmas show. Like, no, that's not, that's not fucking cool, dude. And in by today's standards, that principal would just be fired because, yeah. you know, we don't do that shit. But this principal also let a dog enroll in his class or in his school, so... Uh,
1: he don't know. He's questionable. Yeah, no one knows, which is crazy, except Leonard. Yeah. Everyone but, else is just like, hey eh, he's a cool kid, I guess. But
0: Wallace <laughs> Shawn, I mean, Principal Strickler aside, Wallace Shawn was fantastic. His voice acting, impeccable as always. He has this like screechiness to his voice that's just great (laughs) he's able to pull off these like yells and anger that sound like he's angry but also maybe not so angry i don't know this is a weird thing about his voice but it's fantastic and i love it
1: yeah i'm hopping on the train with you principal strictly he was a mess and he is the heel of this show sure other things pop up animals can be the heel in this, but usually it's the principal and Scott and Leonard trying their best to make sure that Scott doesn't get found out because principal Strickler has a cat named Tallulah and that cat hates dogs. And so anytime that the principal's close by, the cat is close by and a cat looks at Scott and is was like, that's a fucking dog. And he's like, Oh shit. So there's always, there's a couple of scenes where, or episodes where Tallulah's close by and they just are trying their best to dodge this cat because this cat's going to ruin everything. But no, he's just the least favorite thing. Like, I understand with a show like this, you gotta have a heel. There's got to be somebody that's just like, oh, you're just fucking up, dude. It just works like that. In Principal Strickler, he played his part just right, but he was like my least favorite. Everyone else was happy and struggling (laughs) and he was like the least struggly person in this. Everyone else had some issue. And he just was like, I like this Christmas play. And I just want to do this. And they're like, well, you know, there's like, you know, at least 15 different holidays, like, but, but Christmas. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it it's funny. It's, they used them in a very topical way because there are people still to this day, they're like, but it's Christmas. But like, you know, there's a lot more holidays out there, my dude. And it's like, but it's Christmas. And like, you, you can just say holidays. It's not gonna like hurt you inside to say happy holidays, but but Christmas, you know. So that's a thing that still happens to this day. So so now let's do seven word synopsis. I have one, and it is musical was actually a great inclusive song. And when I sat there and thought about it, I was like, damn, this is actually a pretty solid fucking song to do, and they could do that song every year, and people would be like, damn, this is this is awesome, you know. It's quick. First of all, you get there. You hear this song, and it's like five minutes, and then we're out. We're the fuck out of here. I'm like, turn up. I can get back home. It's not like a an hour-long play, and I'm like, oh, God, you know. I don't want to sit here and listen to this Christmassy shit.
0: Well, they probably still had to wait there for an hour because this was just the one class.
1: Oh, you're right. Fourth grade. So I don't know how big the school is, but it's probably at least At least kindergarten, sixth grade. Uh, yeah. Kindergarten to sixth grade, yeah. So every... Yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, maybe
0: right. fifth grade, but depends where they're at, but... Yeah, that's true. You still got to stick. Each grade has a show or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's reasonable. I didn't even think about that. I just assumed the school just oh. had one thing, and they were like, Well, bye, guys. <laughs> See you next year. Well, that makes way more sense.
0: I had two multi religious class has teacher turn play inclusive, and then dog struggles and wonders what dogs celebrate.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's always funny, but like I said, this is like a running theme in the show of Scott trying to realize, he's like, I'm really doing my best to be a human, but I'm a dog. But it's like him really trying to like balance both of them, which is fun. I, I like shows like that in movies where people have to balance, you know, two things. Usually it's like superheroes. They're like, it's, Spider-Man's the best example because he is terrible at balancing his life. He goes... in on Spider-Man and then 8% for everything else in his life. And he is, everything falls apart. He can't get anything right except being Spider-Man. And sometimes he fucks that up too. So it's always fun to see people do their best to balance things. Because it's it's a tough life. Trying to balance two completely different things. You know, being a dog and a human. Those are very different from each other. (laughs) So being that this was a TV show... Uh, there is no budget or box office. I'm curious how much, like, financially they had to do because all these famous people, I'm I'm curious how much they made every episode or they had, like, a big lump sum pay for the season. I'm just curious how, how much do you pay Nathan Lane, Deborah jo Rupp, David Ogden Steers, and Jerry Stiller, and Wallace Shawn and Rob Paulson? Like, how much do you pay them for a TV show? I'm just very curious how much they get guess it depends on how much lines they have or i don't
0: know well i'm sure nathan lane and deborah Rupp are getting a lot of money quote a
1: lot yeah Uh, for animation like
0: for animation they're they're the top probably of everybody else in this show and then everyone else is probably based on how much lines they actually have and i don't know i think like jerry stiller because he he lives at their house right so he probably has yeah. quite a bit uh same with David Og- Ogden steers the ma- the main house um is all probably getting like the base pay or the main main cast pay and then everyone else is getting like additional voices pay
1: yeah or whatever it is because the principal's in just about every episode yeah but some of the kids they weren't in every episode but Rob Paulson if he wasn't doing like Ewan's voice he was someone else. Somewhere in that show. Yeah. Because if you got Rob Paulson, you might as well use them. You know? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like Rob Paulson just lived in a recording booth <laughs> from 1990 to 2000. Like, he just rented a space in a recording booth or had one installed in his house and just lived there. Because why would you even move? Every, he was on every show. He's been in every show. Yeah. 100 episodes plus, like... The dude's
1: fucking resume is
0: insane.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Katie, do you have anything else to say about Teacher's Pet before we get out of here?
0: I really liked the inclusivity of this episode. Yeah, that was pretty um, solid. And it again, it blows my mind that this was like the what, the year two thousand or what yeah, two thousand. Yeah. Fucking wild. Like, we're still talking it's it's a fucking shame that 23 years down the line, we still haven't figured it the fuck out. And, you know, in here in America, it's probably going to continue to go on for hundreds of years. And still, if America's still a country in 100 years, we're still going to be fucking upset about other people celebrating other holidays, even though, you know, the United States is not a Christian nation. It is not a one religion nation. It is meant to be quote melting pot of people and it's just a mess yeah but this was really good and i agree with otis the song was really fucking catchy and great what about you anything
1: else no it's a solid show i've loved this show from the beginning and i still love it now please give it a shot
0: yeah i'm definitely gonna go through i think i'm gonna go through and watch the whole thing i can knock it out in like three days (laughs) So if you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at AllentownPod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at allentownpresents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the ninth episode of our Christmas movie and sometimes TV shows countdown. We will be back again tomorrow for another episode. Bye. See ya.